Getting the smile and confidence you've been dreaming about all from the comfort of your home isn't a total mystery with Bite Clear Aligners. Just don't be surprised if all your friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. The Pure Hoops podcast is a presentation of Pure Hoops Media. The Pure Hoops podcast most definitely does reflect the views of our management. Here's three-time NBA champ BJ Armstrong and Eric Newman. Tuesday, May 7th, 2019. This is what we are calling a Pure Hoops Hot 20. Eric Newman, BJ Armstrong, we are smack in the middle of the NBA playoffs. And BJ, uh, some pivotal game fours to react to last night. And uh, my friend, this is this is the first time I've been slightly disappointed in, um, in your predictive nature as my Celtics are <laughs> officially... On the ropes. What what did you take from their uh, disappointing Game Four defeat? I've got a lot to say. Well, clearly, all the Celtic fans are disappointed, and as I've stated and I've said earlier, you know, I I, I still believe in this Celtics team. I, I I like their roster, but nonetheless, you know, this kid Giannis has been playing exceptionally well. I mean, he's you mean the this difference maker grown, in the series. You mean this grown man, Giannis? This guy who is completely yeah, this, unstoppable. This, yeah, he has really. I I think we will look back on his career and say this was the beginning. Yeah, you know, this was the beginning of of uh, of where we're gonna start his. You know, I think Hall of Fame career. He is playing incredible basketball, and he's doing things um, that are, are really just you, you when you watch him. For instance, you know, how do you stop this kid from getting to the basket? We all know he's going to the basket. He's not a consistent outside shooter, but he's consistently getting to the paint time and time again. And, not versus one defender, but against a team. And, and, that's and this one kid thing, is playing incredible and, and basketball. And that's one thing I want to jump into right away. Game one, we saw the Celtics make a, a, a really concerted effort to wall him off. And you saw uh, Horford spending some time on him. You saw Aaron Baines spending a little time on him. Morris. But it's more so about having that help right in front of him. So he sees it and he's deterred. And one thing I noticed last night, uh, the Celtics mixed in some zone, which early on worked uh, in the second quarter. But then they were having Kyrie meet him at the high post and help from there, and I don't understand the logic beyond that at all, because not only is is that an extreme mismatch, but Giannis can just turn and see over him. He's not deterred in any way. He's not deterred physically. He's not deterred visually. And I, I'm sitting there yelling at the television. I don't understand why Kyrie Irving is meeting Giannis at 17 feet as the first line of attack. Can you Can you help me with that? Well, you know, they have shooters and they have, you know, what we call spacers on the floor. 
and you know this kid really I, I i personally think as an as i watch the game you know this kid can get to the basket in one dribble which puts an incredible amount of pressure on the defense i mean he can in a screen roll situation i mean think about it eric if you put a, put him in a screen roll situation from the three point line in one dribble he's already at the basket dunking now that to me is a major problem because he's moving faster than the defense can rotate so they are forced to – you have to – even though he can't shoot, because of his ability to take up space as quickly as he does, it forces them to switch. And then you put shooters on the floor, who do you leave? Because, you know, you, would you rather give up two or would you rather give up three? I think the Celtics have decided to give up three – I mean give up two and stay home, which puts – which we're all asking the question now. But I think it's kind of a pick your poison with this kid because of his ability – to get to the basket so fast, you know. Yeah, and, and when Jordan came around, when Jordan came around, I'll just say this real quickly. When Jordan came around, Jordan was playing the game in the playoffs in three dribbles. Yep. And we hadn't seen that before because he's doing it so efficiently. How do you rotate and how do you defend a player? And this kid is not doing it only in three dribbles. This kid is doing it in one dribble because he's taking up so much space. It's a great point, and let me be clear: this is this is not about the Celtics. Um, playing so poorly the Bucks are winning. This is about the Bucks being this good, Giannis being this good, and the Celtics, on the other hand, not having an answer and going through spurts where they are jump shot happy. They didn't meet the physical challenge of either committing a hard foul or uh, putting their bodies on the line in the paint. We thought Marcus Smart's return would give them a jolt, which it did for a few minutes at a time, but... Ultimately, the Celtics team is doing exactly now what they did during the season, and that's playing inspired basketball in spurts and not consistently. And that is what, ironically, is going to lead to uh, their demise and their season ending uh, pretty early. I'm the biggest believer in the world when I know a team has it. Coming back from 3-1 against the Bucks, something crazy would need to happen. Yeah, something crazy, but you know what? It, it could be a, a simple minor adjustment. I, you know, one of the adjustments when you have a, a great player like that, and it kind of just reminds me of, you know, some of the more difficult times. When I say difficult times when you play in the playoffs, you have to make an adjustment. One of the things I think the, 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 the Bucks have done, if they're, they're creating what's called a, a, a cross match or a mismatch on the offensive end for Giannis by – having him guard different players on the four. So you go, well, what does that mean on the offensive end? Well, if he's cross-matched with a player and Al Horford is the primary defender and he's guarding, let's say, you know, one of the Morris twins or he's guarding Jason Tatum or he's doing that, now how do you go and get that guy when Al Horford is fighting for the offensive rebound on one end, Giannis is defending Tatum in the corner, and now there's a cross-match? Yep. So, you know, those are, those are the tricks that are being played because, you know, those are the things you do when you have a great player. You just have to find space for that player to operate. Cross-matching him on the defensive end creates a huge problem in transition defense for the Celtics. And as I watch the game, I keep asking the question, how is this kid finding space to operate? It's clearly he's the, 
he's the primary focus of the Celtics defense and the half court, but he's getting open with space and you can't give a great player like this space to operate. So I think that those are, those are the type of details that the Celtics will have to figure out because I still think they have the, the talent to win. And if they make the proper adjustments, I think this still could go seven, but maybe I'm just optimistic, but I, 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 I see a team here, the, the Milwaukee Bucks, they're playing, great basketball they're playing at a high level and this kid Giannis right now once he does get a consistent jump shot Eric I think this league is going to be in some serious trouble and we're starting to see him knock it down in spurts already uh you know ending ending this uh this point you were making they're winning the physical battle and they're also winning the chess match and the cross matchups are, are a terrific example uh speaking of jump shots the Houston Rockets have tied the Warriors at two apiece. James Harden has overcome the Arnold Schwarzenegger Terminator 2 red eye to um, continue to just deliver in a big way. But Harden's uh, evolution as a leader is so evident now that, you know, whether it's P.J. Tucker being that veteran for him to lean on, whether it's Austin Rivers, uh, the, the, the Rockets have really, really been impressive, and they are showing uh, some of the, the, the vulnerabilities the Warriors have. What, what was your biggest takeaway from Game 4 with the Rockets tying this thing up? Well, the, the, the biggest takeaway is that the Rockets seem to be committed to grinding the game out. You know, when you think of a Rockets team, you always think of, you know, pace, space, shooting threes, playing fast and all of those things. And now you're seeing the effort and energy plays go to the Rockets. You're seeing, you know, P.J. Tucker and all of these guys doing all the little things that you would normally associate with the Warriors. Um, the Rockets have kind of taken taken a page, you will, from the from the defending champs. Um, the thing I've been most impressed with with the is with the Rockets thus far is their composure. You know they were down 0-2, uh, but they had the composure to shorten the series, knowing that feeling and knowing the way they're playing that you know what if they can get to game five, six, and seven, they feel very confident as the series goes on because of the shortened bench of the Warriors. Yep. So I think the, 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 the Rockets are right where they want to be. They have an opportunity. They have a chance. Easier said than done. Uh, we know the Warriors are battle-tested. We know the Warriors are great playing under duress. And it's going to be difficult. But um, the Houston Rockets, they feel good about their chances. And I like the way they play. They, they're able to grind right now and, and play that game in between the lines and saying, you know what? You know, we don't have to play fast to win. We can we can find a way to win in, in other ways. So, uh, you know, this series looks like it's going to be a good one. You know, you hit it on the head with the Rockets now grinding out games. And um, last night, game four, was the first time, and I said it, I said it out loud, and I, I went back and I watched some, some uh, stages of the game against this morning. The Warriors are noticeably missing DeMarcus Cousins right now. And there are half-court situations where they would benefit so much from being able to throw the ball into the post and then obviously having him as a presence on the boards. 
uh, I, I'm I'm sensing that void, and you know Curry's obviously playing through this hand injury. He was 12 of 25 in Game Four and got it going at times, but between the shortened bench and not having that Cousins presence, um, and you you said it a few weeks ago. Round two is where the Warriors are going to be most vulnerable, and how this played out was the rematch with the Rockets in round two. And it's just ironic now, last year Houston had home court and couldn't close it out. Now the Warriors have home court in this series, and it's a best of three. Um, I'm putting you on the spot. Does does Houston get one of these games in Golden State? And if they do, um, what's that X factor to make that happen? I certainly believe the Rockets are capable of, of winning a game here uh, in Golden State. But until someone knocks off the champ, until someone beats yeah, the Warriors, still the champ. I'm, gonna, I'm, gonna, I'm going to go with the Warriors because they, they've been there, they've done that, and they're not going to panic. If the Warriors lose in Game 5, they're not going to panic in Game 6. If they lose Game Five, they could easily come back and win Game Six and Game Seven at home. Absolutely. So I'm 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 not gonna count them out, but I see the Houston Rockets playing with purpose now. I see the Rockets sticking to their game plan, and most importantly, I see this as a group. They're really playing together. They know James Harden knows that he's got to get 35 to 40 points for them to win. Everyone on their team understands their role, and they're taking on their individual matchups. Yep. I, the, the thing that makes me – one of the things that really stands out to me is P.J. Tucker is not stopping Kevin Durant, but he's taking on the challenge in a competitive spirit. I respect that. that, that I, I respect that. I, I respect what Shepard is doing against the players he's having to defend because those are tough matchups. So the competitive spirit is there as a unit. They understand their, their, their matchups. They understand the details. But most importantly, they're going out there knowing what's going to give them the best chance to win the game. And that, when you see that team, you have to respect that team. And I think the Warriors, they have the Warriors' attention for sure because the Warriors know they have to win out against this team because uh, they're going to be tough to beat down there in Houston. For sure. And, and this is the, the hungriest, grittiest We've ever seen the Rockets, and it's understandable. They had to go, it's 300 and roughly 350 days since being, you know, within one win of the NBA Finals. And that fire has been burning in these guys uh, for an entire season. And here we are against the Warriors, best of three. And as we hoped, this second round, aside from the Celtics Bucks series, ironically, is delivering some uh, incredible matchups. And, you know, tonight, again, we're back at it. We're in Denver. And, um, you know, I've been, I, I've been letting it be known how high I've been on the Nuggets all season. But I can't believe some of the things we've seen in this series. What have you learned about the Denver Nuggets and who they're becoming going through this series with Portland right now? Well, they have depth. I mean... They, they have the depth, you know, they have a great 10-man rotation. And clearly Jokic is their best player. But there are there isn't drop-off when they make substitutions on the floor. I mean, they have really exceptional talent, 
you know, one through 10 and uh, what they're doing. And they're well coached. I mean, Coach Malone, you know, he's been around. He he's he I mean, he's you know, he's battle tested. He's been in this business for many years. And I think he has a team that really reflects his personality. They're a tough group. They can shoot. They can defend. Uh, they compete. They get after it. And uh, you know, you got to like it. I mean, this is a young team that's just going out there playing. You can see they're they they make mistakes. But what you 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 have to really smile and acknowledge their effort that they give, um, and it, and it's fun to watch. So you know I I I got to give it up to the Denver Nuggets and their franchise. They've really put together a nice team. Look like they're going to be a, a really good team for years to come with this group. And yep. and um, you know and we're all as basketball fans are enjoying this series. And out of your book, they drafted Nokic. Jokic, excuse me, I combined his names. Yes. They drafted Jokic. They drafted Murray. Um, they drafted Gary Harris. They're, yes. they're building it the right way. And the resolve to come back from losing in four overtimes in Portland, knowing a hungry Lillard, McCollum, and Co. is waiting for game four to try to push this thing to 3-1 and to... Jamal Murray's playing with a, a, a bruised thigh. Jokic played 65 minutes. Millsap's 34 years old and, and bringing it like it's five years ago. And then that guard depth is really making Lillard work. There's no stopping Lillard, just like there's no stopping a Curry or a stopping a Harden. But they're making him work. And now with the travel and going to Denver, uh, I really see Denver... Um, taking control of this series. I'm not burying Portland, but to me, this is this is the Denver Nuggets series to win right now as we as we head into game five. On the other side, if you're the Blazers, what do you have to do to steal one on the road here? Well they're gonna have to control the tempo and really shorten the game because of you have to really be careful of the depth of the of the Nuggets, you know, they're very capable. Their backup, their backups or guys who are coming off the bench are not only capable of maintaining or holding the lead, but they can increase the lead as they come in, which would shorten the rotation uh, of the Portland, uh, you know, team and their benches. So I, I would shorten the game. I want to make sure that I control the tempo and really slow the game down because, you know, with those active bodies that the Denver Nuggets have, when they're out in transition, they're shooting threes and flying around, they can be really tough to beat. So I want to make sure that we keep the game. We, we want to control the game, the, the speed and pace of the game, and really make this into a half-court game where they're always seeing five versus five because when Jokic is out there flinging the ball around and he's shooting and pump faking and passing to the guys, they're, when I say they, they are, the Denver Nuggets are really tough to beat. For sure. And uh, pivoting back to the East, Toronto, Philadelphia, the Sixers missed a major opportunity to uh, really put pressure on the Raptors. And between Joel Embiid being sick and Ben Simmons being MIA, along with Kawhi Leonard, I mean, as great as Giannis has been in these playoffs, Kawhi Leonard is right there. And Oh. How he's playing and the level that he is commanding from his teammates to reach is um, 
is is scary at this point because they're banged up. So, did, did, does Philadelphia win another game in this series? Because I felt like Toronto just took a stranglehold in Game Four. Well, you know, Giannis has been amazing in the playoffs, uh, as we, or we as we stated earlier. But Kawhi Leonard right now is the best player in basketball. You know, Kawhi Leonard. Wow, Kawhi Leonard, is, best player in basketball. Kawhi, Kawhi Leonard right now is the best player in basketball. He, he, I mean, you know, it's however you when you see a player that's playing with this type of focus. I mean, this kid is averaging what 38, 39 points a game for four games. Okay, so this isn't a fluke, or you know, this isn't something that he well, he just got hot for a half. No, this is what he does, and this kid. You know, we're used to seeing Kawhi Leonard as a third or fourth option, second option, but now he's clearly the first, second, and third option, and he's carrying this team. He's carrying this group. And when I see a player like this, it reminds me of the following. You never give a great player an opportunity to be great. This kid right now is being great every single night. He steps on the floor. So they had a chance to you know, maybe go up 3-1, and now you're giving Kawhi Leonard an opportunity to get another crack at it. And, I, I, and I, you know, as I said earlier, I just think he's the best player in this series. Yep. And he's clearly not only best player in the series, right now he's the best player in the game. And uh, I think it's going to be tough for the Sixers. And, uh, but you know what? You know, you can't underestimate Joel Embiid, but I, I'm going to go with Kawhi Leonard and the Raptors uh, for the rest of the way. I can't fold Embiid for trying to play. Like, he, he, he was out there trying to play. There comes a point where if he's completely ineffective, you got to get him off the court. The, the guy I want to see more from is Ben Simmons. BJ, Ben Simmons has attempted three free throws in four games. Three. He's averaging 10 points a game, and we know he's not a, a, a scorer, but there's no presence out there. What are you seeing from Simmons, and is this a cause for concern? Well, Ben Simmons, as you watch, as you if you as you're watching him mature, as you're watching him progress as a player, his biggest asset right now is physically he can dominate or overwhelm players. I mean, Ben Simmons is a big man. You know, he's six ten. He's strong. He's athletic. He's quick. And he can physically impose his will on other players. When's he going to do it? Well, there's one When's player. When's he going to do it? Well, well, but again, when's he going to do it? Well, you have another player that's just as big and strong as he is in Kawhi Leonard. Okay, this is, again, we're just talking about Kawhi on the offensive end. This is a kid who, if I'm not mistaken, he's won defensive player of the year a couple times now. Yep. This kid is strong. He's athletic. He's big. He has length. And he is probably the one player that can physically match Ben Simmons. Ben Simmons is not running over Kawhi Leonard, okay? Ben Simmons is not going to be physically imposing to a Kawhi Leonard. And now we get into the, the next phase of when you, meet your, when you meet your adversary and he has the same talent that you have, now it gets into skill. Right now Kawhi Leonard is more skilled as a basketball player at this point of his career than Ben Simmons. So this is what you're seeing. Ben Simmons just can't impose himself on Kawhi Leonard because Kawhi Leonard can match his, match, match his physicality on the offensive end and defensive end. He may be even stronger than Ben Simmons. And that is the problem going forward. So 
you know, I, I, I think Ben, this is an opportunity for him to see what he needs to do, things he needs to, you know, work on in his game. But uh, certainly in the playoffs isn't, a, in the, isn't the place where you want to be, you know, trying to get better uh, because Kawhi Leonard right now is playing and doing exactly what needs to be done to win games. The process continues for Ben, Joel, and the Sixers. We will see how this plays out for them. Great stuff, my friend. NBA playoffs ramping up to new heights. Enjoy the games tonight, everybody. The Pure Hoops podcast is a presentation of Pure Hoops Media.